Studio podcast featuring tunes and stories from the world of traditional music and fiddling. I'm Megan Beller, and today I'll be bringing you a setting of Jefferson City from an old-time jam at the R House in Baltimore, Maryland. Hello, everyone. I hope you are well. Today I'm going to talk about miking a fiddle, putting a microphone on a fiddle or amplifying it in some way. This does mean I'll be talking about things that I don't fully understand, but because I get this question a lot, I wanted to go ahead and let you know what I know and what I could figure out researching this topic and what I use because what I use works pretty well for me. I guess the main issue with amplifying the sound of a violin is the screech factor. I pulled this quote from Recording Magazine with a discussion from recording engineers about (laughs) the issue of trying to get a good violin sound through a microphone. They said, the top plate is tuned to a complex set of resonances which beam out sound in all directions, producing the radiation pattern from hell. I guess that means the violin is difficult to record. Let's talk about the studio, and then I'll talk about miking the violin for a live performance. So in the studio, if you can, (laughs) miking it six feet away is nice. That's that's how I get the best sound from my violin is it, it has to be a little further away because the bow noise, the kind of grit, the sounds of the bow scraping on the string are pretty loud, but as you get a few feet away and a few more feet away, uh, (laughs) the bow noise is less and the sound of the violin is more. You can do that in the studio. You can get like a small diaphragm condenser, microphone, put it six feet away. You can get a nice sound. However, that's kind of if you're layering a track one instrument at a time and using a click track. A lot of folk music and traditional dance music bands like to record together. That's how we recorded our album with Contranella. So we all played at the same time. Then you have to mic the instruments much closer, try to cut down on bleed. In that situation, you would be putting a microphone maybe eight to 10 inches from the violin and do what you can to try to (laughs) cut down on the bow scraping noise. It does require that the player hold still in one spot. (laughs) Because if it's only eight inches away, if you're moving around, the sound's going to come in and out, get louder and softer. So if you can't hold still, then you need to mic directly on the instrument, something that can clip on. And for live performances, most people will use a clip on if they have it. And it's for that reason. So you can move around also can cut down on issues of feedback because you can point it directly at the instrument so it's just picking up that sound, not getting a lot of extra noise in there. They do make these violin-specific microphones that clamp onto the instrument. I haven't used one, but, you know, I checked them out online. They seem pretty good with their little clamp. I've also seen people use the the pickup on the bridge. That's pretty common. The piezo pickup, if you do go with that, the pickup right on the bridge there, you probably want to use a preamp right there on a chair or right next to you by your feet. 
I use a little microphone that's designed for woodwinds. It's a mine is an old Audio Technica. They used to make the little clip-on flute mics, and they would make them with a little preamp box. I love that box because I can turn the microphone off right there in my pocket or on my hip to tune and then turn it back on. It does mean I have to remember to turn my mic on myself. I don't think Audio-Technica still makes it with the preamp so that you don't need phantom power, but you can get, I think you can get one, look for the trumpet mic from Superlux. They make one that's pretty similar to what I use. Those are some options for performing. Really small little condenser mics that you clip onto the instrument in some way. Most people's choice. I was surprised for my teaching videos how well just having a lapel mic worked. I'm clipping it onto my shirt collar because I wanted to have a clear vocal talking sound. Then it also picks up the violin And because it's under the violin, because it's down on my shirt collar, it doesn't really get a lot of the bow noise. It's not like a really nuanced fiddle sound, but I think it works fine for teaching video. I wouldn't record my album that way. The lapel mic is not, it's not terrible. I was surprised at how well it worked. Our tune for today is Jefferson City. This is a reel or a breakdown in G from the old time jam. I found some music for this and some information about this tune on a site from Pete Showman. If you go to showman.org, there's a, I believe, West Coast musician who transcribes a lot. His, His website, it looked just like my dad's. There's a certain style of website that was maybe popularized in the late 90s, early aughts. Um, my father, John Wobus, has such a website. And when I was looking at Pete Showman's website, I was like, ooh, this looks just like my dad's. Anyway, I thought his website was great, and I enjoyed looking through his transcriptions. I transcribed it the way we played it at the jam. This tune is associated with or maybe written by uh, Bill Caton, fiddler out of Missouri, African-American fiddler. He was born in 1865, birthplace and parents unknown. Also, some confusion about how to spell his name. I guess he was listed in the census uh, with Caton with a C, but I read that he preferred it with a K, and he would spell it that way. Yeah, there's a book or an article written by uh, Missouri fiddler Howard Marshall that talks a little bit about Bill Caton and his career and his fiddling, and I guess he, he traveled all over central Missouri playing. He would play for dances. He also played on the radio, which, I don't know, from what Howard said, it sounded like part of the reason he could play on the radio was because you couldn't see him. So he may not have been allowed to play as an African-American fiddler, but nobody could see who he was. He played on the radio stations, and so he was well-known through that. And he played this tune, Jefferson City, named after Jefferson City, Missouri. Okay.
Thanks for listening. You can find the sheet music for this tune at fiddlestudio.com. You can also find my books and courses for learning the fiddle and get more information about becoming a member of Fiddle Studio. I'll be back next Tuesday with another tune for you. Have a wonderful day.